podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Whistleblowers Daily, a brand new bite-sized show going out every weekday of the football season. Each episode will give you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Friday the 9th of September. Manchester United have lost their opening group game of the Europa League, falling to a 1-0 home defeat to Spanish side Real Sociedad. A controversial second-half penalty from Brace Mendes was enough to give the visitors a crucial early win in the competition. Conversely, Arsenal won their first group game, beating Zurich 2-1 in Switzerland. Debutant Marquinhos gave the Gunners the lead. Zurich equalised through a penalty on the stroke of half-time before Eddie Nketiah scored the winner with half an hour remaining. West Ham had to come from a goal down to beat Romanian side FCSB at the London Stadium in the opening game of their Europa Conference League. The Hammers fell behind thanks to a goal from Cordea on 34 minutes and had to rely on another controversial penalty, dispatched by Jared Bowen, to level the scores. Emerson and Antonio rounded off the scoring to give West Ham a 3-1 win. And Chelsea have confirmed the news we all suspected by announcing Graham Potter as their new manager. Potter leaves Brighton after three years and an army of plaudits to sign a five-year deal with the West London club. His assistant Billy Reid, first team coaches Bjorn Hamburg and Bruno, goalkeeping coach Ben Roberts and assistant head of recruitment Kyle McCauley will all join him at Chelsea, who have paid Brighton in excess of £21 million in compensation. Those are your headlines. Let's start with Brighton, shall we? Here is comedian and Brighton fan Stephen Grant to talk about Graham Potter from a Brighton perspective. So there's no two ways about it. Um, Brighton fans almost comprehensively are gutted about the lack of Graham Potter in our lives. Um, yeah, certainly on a, on a day when the country faced up to its biggest loss in decades, uh, Brighton fans were having to deal with two. Uh, but, um, you know, the one thing about Brighton is it is a club that is built on incredibly sensible grounds uh, and, and on a very sure footing. They have this thing called succession planning in Brighton where basically nobody is irreplaceable. Though in the case of Graham Potter, it is hard to see how you can bring somebody in who did what he did. And I would say who do what they do because Graham came with a team, all of whom absolutely seemed to do a fantastic job. Um, he had Billy Reid and Bjorn, uh, this kind of assistant managers, first team coaches. Um, and he adopted Ben Roberts, our goalkeeping coach, and Bruno, uh, an ex-player who was also a, a first team development guy. And then a guy called Kyle, uh, Kyle McCauley, who is the um, recruitment analyst. And the recruitment analyst is the is one of the key felt losses here because Graham has left with this entire team to Chelsea uh, because this guy was the guy who was responsible for finding people who play to the philosophy of Graham Potter. And this is what's key here, the reason why it's taken so many years to get good, because Graham Potter plays in a certain way. And it's not about formations or strategy or high press or whatever. It's to do with a collective responsibility and a team ethos that is actually quite hard to retrofit to players which is why for the first two years of Graham Potter's reign we did okay uh, he certainly has a phenomenal way of analyzing other teams and knowing how to set up against them but we certainly didn't you know blow the other teams apart or, or you know light up the stage with phenomenal performances for the simple reason that you know uh, that capability only comes with people who play to his you know his strategy and his philosophy. So replacing that is going to be incredibly difficult because finding someone who does things his way 
is going to be hard. And it's not as if he had a number two that we could promote because he's taken those people with him as well. So an entire footballing uh, mentality has left alongside Graham Potter. Um, how will he do at Chelsea is an incredible question because in many ways he is the perfect fit because Chelsea have all this prestige and investment and strength and uh, setup, but were looking fairly directionless, whereas Brighton had an absolute pinpoint direction. So to bring that direction to Chelsea, definitely the missing piece of the jigsaw. However, um, you need incredible patience because it starts at a youth level and with recruitment at a at a point at which people can learn the Graham Potter way. And that takes time and it takes time for them to get good. So to get results straight out of the uh, out of the draw is going to be incredibly, incredibly difficult for Chelsea, which is why a lot of people didn't think he would go because he wouldn't be a match for that instant gratification requirement that exists at Stamford Bridge. Uh, as for who I would replace Graham Potter with, well, a lot of people are putting out names of, you know, high level managers who are available who could come in. But the reality of it is, is that in order to keep that philosophy going, it has to be someone we don't know about who hasn't yet managed to allow that strategy to come to fruition. So it won't be a name we know. There's a few people being put out there who have done similar in Scandinavian leagues. They are more likely than the Brendan Rogerses, the Tuchels, the, the, you know, uh, the uh, the Pochettinos even of the world who might even look at Brighton um, now that we have a large uh, compensation figure to use on salary. But I, it won't be those people. It will be someone with that ethos and there will be a rebuilding. So expect Brighton to fall away from their slight lofty position now. But mm, I imagine still stay as a Premier League entity. That was comedian and Brighton fan Stephen Grant. Thank you, Stephen. Let's go into the games from last night. United lost at home to Sociedad. Disjointed performance. Rested a few key players. Didn't look like they had the energy and the the drive and, and the tempo that they've had in recent weeks. I don't know. Casemiro's had some plaudits overnight, but I, th- I thought Casemiro looked very... Uh, Rusty, I think, is a fair a fair word. Uh, but anyway, the, the game really revolved on a penalty that really wasn't a penalty. Uh, Peter Walton, ex-referee in the Times this morning, says the following. He says, it was never a penalty. The question here is whether it was a deliberate handball. At one time, the law was that if the ball was deflected from one part of a player's body onto their hand, it could not be deemed deliberate. But the law was amended last year, so the referee could judge the handball to be deliberate if that happened. So I'm not really sure surely that that means the referee and VAR must have decided it was deliberate, but how can you... I don't know how you can intentionally handle a ball when it's it's come off your body. You can't react that quick to intentionally try and grab at the ball, right? This is... I hate talking about VAR on this show because it's just... It's largely sort of boring, isn't it? But if we take the idea that handball was introduced in the first place to stop people picking it up and running around with it like it was rugby, then we've come a long way from that. I can't see how that's deliberate, but ultimately, I mean doesn't really matter. United were poor anyway. Um, I think a nil-nil draw would have sort of flattered them. Sociedad were very good, defended well, looked bright going forwards. I thought it was a fair result. Arsenal, however, won their game, looked pretty solid. Some fringe players got a bit of a look in. And uh, I suppose that's what the, the Europa League is for, isn't it, at this early stage? So yeah, all, all went to plan for them. Meanwhile, West Ham, again, poor decision from the referee. In, in a way, I think that it at least shows that it's not just us in this country who really can't find referees of a good enough standard and who can't rely on 
the people implementing VAR to be uh, consistent because that for me wasn't a penalty either on on uh, Maxwell Cornet for the Bowen penalty. I, I, I don't know. I, I just yeah. At least that crumbs of comfort that it's not just us that is terrible at, at implementing the entire thing. All right, look, that's all we've got time for today. At the time of recording this, there's still no word on whether games will be played this weekend or not. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about whether Premier League and EFL games will be cancelled. Uh, if they do go ahead, I hope you enjoy them. If they don't go ahead, then, uh, well, I don't know what to tell you. All right, see you Monday. Sports Social Podcast Network.